and yep, looks good, look, looks good, looks good. And we go from 35 feet of water to about two feet of water. I slam it on brakes, try to turn around. We're in five foot swells and it just pushes us right on the sandbar. And I got the motor trimmed up. <laughs> Tim's at the front of the boat trying to add some weight to the front so the back will go up. So we're trying to get back off his sandbar. And that, ladies and gentlemen, mm. is why someday Jerry will be a statistic. Jerry's not here today. Yeah, the Coast Guard's looking for him. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we had a report, he was about three miles off frying pan shoals, trying to go through the shoals to get to Sheep Van Rock. That's the last we heard from him. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, I got just enough boat to be a statistic, folks. What kind I of boat? Will, I will go 20 miles out with one engine. <laughs> so tell me about your boat, Jerry, because I've never been on it, nor am I going on it, because I get seasick. I throw up like Lindsay Lohan after a three-day you know weekend. What the name of my, do you know what the name of my uh, boat's called, Frank? Um, let's see, Community Property? Nope, uh, Comic Relief. Oh, cute. How cool is that, the Comic Relief? It's a 24-foot Sea Fox with a 200-horse Suzuki on the back, and it's a pretty deep bow, pretty deep uh, bow uh, uh, boat. I can't even talk this morning. Good gracious, I did have a big weekend. Uh, but it also has what's called a Carolina Flare. It's a pretty dry boat. Center console made for fishing. None so of that skiing nonsense and none of that pleasure, pleasure cruising. It's yeah. for fishing. Yeah. Speaking of which, Fishing for Laughs, where can people see copies of that uh, show you produced? Hey, you know what? If you go on uh, YouTube and uh, just look up Jerry Carroll, Jerry O'Carroll, Jerry Carroll on YouTube, there's every single episode of 13 episodes of Fishing for Laughs. There's also some clips from Amazing America. Uh, there's, I think there may even be a clip on there, uh, kind of a sizzle reel from the uh, Big Truck Stop Talent Show. Um, absolutely. Uh, I can't believe you get seasick, Frank. You do cruises. How do you do cruise ships and get seasick? Uh, serious medication. <laughs> yeah, when I check in, they give me a key card from my room, and they give me three packs of Seacalm, which is non-drowsy me and they call me the seasick comedian because they know I... Yeah, I just, but I, I was on I was on a ship in the Caribbean. We caught, caught the trailing edge of a hurricane, and I threw up three times before the first show. Wow. And the cruise director stood in the wings with a big uh, trash bucket with a liner in it and I, <laughs> in case I had to run off, throw up, and go back on. You know, the show's got to go on. Absolutely. So I made it through even, two shows. Even when you were on a ship, how many shows did you do while y'all were at sea for three weeks when you had to, when you were on the Corona cruise? How many shows hey, did hey, you hey, do? Hey, 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 the flu cruise. Uh, it's cruise, it's yeah. the glove boat. Thank you. It's I did two shows one night, two shows another in 14 days. It's a good gig, Jerry. It's uh, the rest of the time you're just a passenger. Yeah, but how long was it y'all were seat? Oh, three weeks, right? Uh, no, we were 14 day. It was 14 day cruise. Uh, we were turned down by five countries, including Guam, which is one of ours, I think. Yeah, last uh, time I checked, Guam was still ours. Yeah, and so we yeah we sailed around. Nobody wanted us to dock because no politician wanted to be the one who signed off on letting us come ashore. And as for, fortune would have it, nobody, uh, any none of our 2,500 passengers or crew ever got sick. So that was the other ship, the the Diamond Princess, was ravaged. Oh yeah, the, yeah the Diamond yeah absolutely yeah that one was terrible. But so y'all's cruise is kind of like most of the country. Nobody's got it. Nobody's got yeah, and uh, my cruise agent said, "Look, Frank, I know you're not going to work for Holland America again, uh, but you know Princess is hiring, and I'm thinking Jerry about using a <laughs> stage name. Uh, when I worked in San Diego on radio, there was a sports show right after us, and I used to do these two-minute segments called. Uh, uh, I think we lost the station again. Uh, yep, I'll save the. Uh, wow. Yeah, I wonder what's up. What, uh, what's going on with Clean Feed today? I don't know. It could be could be clean feet, could be something on the board. 
It's uh, we'll have to talk to JJ after it's all over. I'll, I'll I'm absolutely up. strong under the tree here at the farm, brother. Yeah, as am I, and I got I got cable I got cable yeah. internet, and it's jacked in with an Ethernet cord. So yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm sounding good here. You do. She sound good in my head. Yeah, I don't. I think we lost her about ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm watching it uh, on my monitor here. So let's see. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, there's a sports show uh, after our talk show. It was a talk show with a guy named Steve Kelly, another comedian called Kelly and King. is the best job I ever had. Three months, and. We had so much fun. It was an AM, and they had, they had an FM 50,000-watt flamethrower, and so the AM was just a tax write-off. Nobody cared. Mm-hmm. And Steve negotiated twice scale for us. We are making $2,000 a week apiece, which right there, at the, yeah, that was about the time that Clear Channel started buying stations and they started cutting costs. Wow. Yeah, we were doomed. But I had a ball. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Been a while, but okay. Reynolds is open for regular business. <laughs> Reynolds is open weekdays, 9 to 5. We're on a commercial break Thursday right now. I'm going to bring it back to you in 15 seconds. 15 Feels seconds. great to have the all doors right. unlocked and all the lights on. Heck, I even vacuumed the other day. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Reynolds has a lot of new men's and women's clothes, footwear, work boots, and a whole lot more. Check us out on Facebook. We're Reynolds Clothing, your hometown clothing store. Yeah, men's and women's clothes. That'd be one-stop shopping for me. Um... If they got Columbia, I'm there. You know what I mean? But I have right. a closet full of Columbia. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, in college, I had a, had a drawer full of Colombian. But uh, I said yeah. Columbia. That oh, would be sorry. fishing shirts and fishing pants. And oh Lord, Frank, you can tell you're from Oregon. My Lord. Yeah. Got so it. I'm talking about uh, Steve Kelly and I had a show called Kelly and King. It was, a, it was an afternoon talk show, San Diego, three to six. Uh, and we had a ball doing it. It was an AM station and attached to a 50,000-watt flamethrowing FM that was just a money machine. We were a tax write-off, so unless we, unless we took the station off the air, nobody ever came down to iron into the hall, and we were making it up as we went along. And we would have the sports guys come in 15 minutes at the end of our show for the transition for the bridge, and we had a ball. It was like a boys' club, and I used to do a segment for them uh, as a, a fake sports guy named Randomly, I'm randomly talking sports. <laughs> so I was thinking about using that as my stage name when I go back on the ship so nobody will... <laughs> randomly. Are you, that, are you that guy? No, I'm not that guy. I just look like him. <laughs> uh, yeah, be nice or I'll, I'll sneeze on you. Oh, which, by the way, I'm in the grocery store the other day and somebody sneezed. i got to tell you, fewer people would have turned around if I'd racked a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. You know what I love about this state, though, how insane everything's gotten. For three, the first 10 weeks of the coronavirus, nobody was putting stupid rules in them. Now that the coronavirus pretty much has peaked on the other way, the state's opening up. They implemented a rule that you can't have but 40 boats on an 8,000-acre lake because of social distancing. And no more than four people in a boat. There has to be family. That's the most insane thing I've ever seen on 80-degree days with bright sunshine. Yeah. Only, yeah. How insane is that? And and get this, there are eight boat ramps on Lake Jordan, which is about an 18, 20,000 acre lake, and they only opened three of them to cut back on people being crowded in, which was the most insane thing you could have ever done because instead of opening all eight boat ramps where people wouldn't be crowded, they only opened three, so there was a two-hour wait to put boats in at the boat ramp. Way to go, Governor Cooper. You're brilliant. Obviously went to Carolina. Oh, man, I was just going to get a North Carolina <laughs> State joke in there, and you beat me to it, Dag. <laughs> 
Yeah, the nice thing about going to North Carolina State, being on campus, if you roll your window down, they'll shove in a diploma. Did you know that? Uh, absolutely. Oh, well, that's an old joke. Uh, that's that's an old I used to do that one. Hey, you know what he said? If you got a Carolina diploma, put it in your front windshield, they'll let you park in a handicapped spot. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's a great joke. No, I uh, I had a big weekend. We uh, we picked mushrooms all weekend. We had a huge order that has to got today and tomorrow, about 2,500 pounds. And my poor son-in-law, I I, I got to give him a, a break this week. He worked his butt off, and you know he is a veteran. He lost some really good friends over in Iraq with two tours of duty, and uh, uh, you know maybe it kept him busy yesterday all day, so he didn't have to think about it. Cause uh, you know occasionally uh, he and I'll talk about it, and it's pretty tough on those young men. We got some great young men and women that have served this country for the last 18, 19 years since 9-11. And, uh, yeah, um, and as my daughter says, he does good with it, Dad. He was a Marine. He only has night terrors about once every six weeks. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, I mean, he's done good with it. And it's what he always told me. He said, you know, the Marines have done it right. He said, I did two tours. We would do seven to eight months, nine months tops. I go, well, why did that? Because the Army would put the Army in for 12 months. My first son-in-law, my um, my, um. Ashley's ex-son, uh, my ex-son-in-law, my Ashley's ex-husband, he was 10th Mountain Division. They sent him over there for 15 months. Whoa. I said, why do the Marines not send you guys for 15 months? He said, if the Marine Corps was in Iraq for 15 months, we would have killed every man, woman, child, and bug over there. <laughs> he said, you know, Marines, we're not policemen. We're there to kill people and break things. So they did it nine months, and then they would send them to Kuwait for a month to polish brass, shoes, clean equipment and decompress for an entire month before they sent them home not the army those boys were 15 months put them on a plane 36 hours later they're back home you know driving down the road looking for ieds beside the road yeah that was a smart decision yeah you know uh here in oregon we had an idea about that uh about iraq Uh, rather than uh, go to war with them we were gonna we recommended they drop oregon bud all over the country (laughs) yeah i will kill you after lunch. <laughs> My son-in-law said when ISIS broke out, after all the work they'd done and all they'd expended lives and people wounded and everything they had done, ISIS comes in and sweeps across the country. Guys, I could have told you that. I trained I Iraqi Army. 20 bucks, they'll switch sides. It's kind of like the French were. You could buy an AK-47 on the market over there that the Iraqi uh, Army had had. You know what they say? Fired once, dropped footprint on it there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of like the french you could buy weapons from the french after world war ii cheap had a footprint on it and been fired once there you go drop it and run actually you know jerry the uh problem mental problems um they did a huge study on the military and, mil- and mental problems and uh, suicide and turns out yep. it wasn't necessarily the guys who went over guys and gals went over and served that have the have uh, the worst cases of ptsd depression thoughts of suicide it's people who who uh, whether they've been deployed or not, they leave the military. They leave that structure behind, and then to get in the civilian world, and then nobody's got your back. And it's you know, it's it's that's where the majority of the depression uh, thoughts of suicide. I think my son-in-law handles it well because I'm good at telling people what to do and having structure and yelling at people, just like he's back in the Marine Corps. Well, there you, you go. I, I learned it from the best. He was talking about how tough 13 weeks of uh, <laughs> yeah. I grew up with one of the toughest farm dads that's ever been raised, that's ever been produced in this country. That was a man I was terrified. From you know, from day one, that wore a pair of Wolverine work boots every day in a John Deere hat, uh, and they would be sitting out there telling me how bad boot camp was for 13 weeks. I go, you boys don't know nothing. I lived with a man that was a drill instructor for 40 years of my life, so I don't want to hear it. Up at 6 a.m., went home at dark 30 every day. So yes, and oh. to quote you, when he said he would stomp a hole in you, he was not speaking metaphorically. 
No, he was not. He was telling the truth. Are we still on the air? Or did we lose him again? Frank? No, we got him. Uh, speaking of the military, by the way, actor John Wayne, who was never in the military, uh, today's his birthday. He was born in 1907. What's your favorite John Wayne movie? Ah, uh, man, The Shootist. Yeah, I would say so, too. Late in his life, I think, was one of the better ones he ever did. Uh, one that I kind of enjoy. Uh, well, always, you got The Sands of Iwo Jima. you got to love that one. Um, I loved him in Harm's Way. I thought In Harm's Way was a great movie because he's been a he's been a colonel, a admiral, a general. Uh, you know, um, yeah, John Wayne. I like you know my grandpa was a dead ringer for John Wayne. That's why my grandmother just fell in love with him. You know, she was uh, she was 19, he was 48. She loves some grandpa. So uh, well, next time you talk to your son-in-law, tell him that uh, my wife's husband. Oh, I did. I told him the story about that. Your wife's uh, father was. Uh, like Chesty Puller's right-hand man, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so when you tell a Marine about Chesty Puller, they stand at attention, snap to <laughs> salute and go, God bless you, Chesty, wherever you are. I, yeah. d I don't know what that means, but, yeah, that's amazing you told me that, Frank, that you're, uh, that Wendy's dad served with Chesty Puller, correct? Yes, uh, in the Second World War, and then uh, called him up, Chesty did for Korea, and Dave went, and then he called him up for Vietnam, and Dave said, and I quote, wow. uh, Chesty, two wars enough. <laughs> Funny thing is, brother, there are no ex-Marines. There's always Marines. They're never ex-Marines. That is correct. You do never call them an ex-Marine. What's a Marine? Always a Marine. Well, and, and you know, my son-in-law would live a privileged life. You know, he was off at the college. He lived in a, I mean, this kid was a middle-class kid. I had everything I ever wanted. And hey, you're into college when I'm not doing anything with my life. I need to be a part of something bigger and join the Marines. And that cat is Marine through and through now. And that's what he needed in his life was structure, someone yelling at him, and someone to give him a higher purpose in life. Well, speaking of Marines, unfortunately, this day in 1981, 14 people were killed when a Marine jet crashed on the flight deck aircraft carrier Nimitz. And you know which plane it was, Jerry, and I did a show for the company that manufactured it. It was the one with the tilt rotors, um, Osprey. Oh, uh, Osprey, yes. Yeah, yes. I made a joke. At that event, these people built that plane. I go, yeah, I heard a Marine general say, I stand behind the uh, Osprey. And I said, yeah, you want to impress me? Stand under one of them. Stand under it. Yeah, actually, um... Uh, Shaheen was on an Osprey that did a hard landing and put a bunch of his guys in the hospital. Um, he hated those things with a passion. He goes, you know, great great concept, great idea, but boy, Marines, every time, he said every time you got on board that thing, early in, early on, they're better now. They've fixed a lot of the problems, and now they've got a pretty good track record, to be honest with you. But uh, early on, um, yeah, Shane said they'd get on that thing and it stirred up so much dust in Iraq you couldn't see for about two days. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the problem was, Jerry, there's so many moving parts. It wasn't until yeah. they got the computer small enough, you know, yeah. with enough juice to make it all work together. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he hates some offspray with a passion. He can hear one coming over the farm and goes, I won't even look up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with him. I, they should I'll have to tell him, well, whatever you do, don't stand under it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to impress me, stand under one, yeah. And I, I, hey, and what I, was the joke you said down in Havelock that time? Um, gosh, it was great where they had the uh, Harriers, and you called it a what? A what? Hmm. Don't you remember you did the show in Havelock for the Marines? They flew the Harriers, and you called it a lawn dart. Lawn dart, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the Blackhawk. Um, All right, a, guys, I'm giving you one minute, one minute. I'm okay. down in uh, Georgia. Um, little uh, There's a base down there. Oh, I can't think of the comedy club was behind the Waffle House. That's never a, dec a, a you know a part of the directions you want to hear. Right behind the Waffle House. Oh. And guy, I go, what do you do in the army? What's your MOS? He goes, I'm a I'm a mechanic on a Blackhawk. I said, on the Blackhawk when it's in the air. He goes, yeah. I go, is that really useful? By the time they go, something's wrong, and you go, where's that wrench? You're a lawn dart. 
You know, the amazing thing is all of these things we've just talked about, though, they have ironed out all the problems, and, you know, it's amazing how they'll put them in production don't iron out the problems first. <laughs> yeah, hey, well, you know, they're, they're expendable. Hey, listen, yeah. guys, this is the Hive 105 of the Funny Farm Show with Frank and Jerry. If you have a question, comment, or, God forbid, a complaint, give us a holler at 263-3141, and, uh, and Deb's going to take us out. We'll see you after the break. Yum. Your Dennis and High V now has daily kitchen specials available for carryout only for Tuesday. Today it's a jumbo pork tenderloin sandwich with all the fixins, one Ooh. side and Jojo fries, Ooh. just seven dollars. Call your order in now at two six three six one five one for pickup from eleven to one. Can you hear me, Jerry? Dennis and Hy-Vee. Yeah, I got the king. Yeah, the I bought a bag of pork rinds the other day because they're on the keto diet. Really? Yeah, but you know what? I was disappointed. You know the last pork. Pork crackling I had. Hmm. You were cooking a pig on front of Goodnight. Oh, oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh man. Twenty years ago. Yeah, but man, right off the. I mean, the skin. Yeah. Oh, right off the pig. That's that's pork rind. You think that's something? My uncle last one I cooked here. He took the his skins, diced it up in little strips. I mean, kind of slid it in little strips. Took it in and took some uh, lard, real lard. In the right place, right got it hot and boiling, and dropped that in. Frank, I'm telling you, that's the best thing I ever put in my mouth. Reditech fungicide from BASF has been specifically developed for the selective soybean grower who doesn't compromise. If you think good is good enough, let's come back and talk about that. We'll talk about it. Highly overachieving. If average is your goal. This is not hey, the fungicide for you. Revitech fungicide. Brand new chemistry. Uh, Three no uh, excuse okay, modes of action. Zero start with the compromise. Sounds like the fungicide for you. Revitech fungicide for the BASF. Always read more old labels. Uh, the Iowa Department of Public Health is yeah. working with Iowans to help determine if they should get tested for COVID-19. Where you work, your living situation, yeah, as we well got as about, age we'll have about four minutes because the market reports on 935. You may be at risk okay. for COVID-19 if you meet the following criteria. You have been in close contact with someone who has been tested positive, or you have a fever of 100.4 or higher, or respiratory symptoms such as cough and or possible shortness of breath. For more information or to schedule an appointment, contact your physician at 